All right, now we're starting. Welcome to the Vodka Talk Podcast. We have an epic show today, an epic topic about the iconicness of main characters and what makes them iconic. We got a bunch of shows to talk about, but first, before we get into the epic anime that you're caring about, there's a Garfield movie coming out, and it stars Chris Pratt as Garfield. You have to be joking. (laughs) I'm not joking. And Samuel L. Jackson is playing Garfield's father. Garfield's father? Wait. Yeah, no, it's like the cat? The cat father, I guess. He has. From the trailer that I watched. I, I that's don't, what it seems. I don't know either. I think that's a movie. Only. I'm starting to get convinced the Garfield SCP thing is a real thing. I'm starting to as well because, like, it's kind of convenient that he just shows back up every decade yeah. or so. <laughs> yeah. Because wasn't it, like, exactly like in 2000, 2001 when the first Garfield movies were made? I think so, yeah. Those was Garfield and then one of the Tale of Two Kitties or something. Yeah, like when that. he got mistaken as a royal cat from England. I've never watched whole, any. You never of, watched no. any of them? The most I know of Garfield is I used to read it in the paper. Oh, I grew up watching, unfortunately, I can say this, unfortunately, I grew up watching the first Garfield movie. <laughs> well, knowing that, we have lost 99% of our viewer base, yeah. listener base. Yeah, it's fine. They can suffer with me. <laughs> Please carry this episode. Okay, anyways, so... uh, I was just... I'm just more blown away about the Garfield (laughs) thing. Like, how? I just love how Chris Pratt is just randomly everybody's like... I don't mind him as an actor. He's a good actor. But he's not! It's just hilarious. He's not like... He is this era's Seth Rogen. (laughs) Seth Rogen's still alive, my dude. I know, but remember when there was the Seth Rogen thing of they just shoved him into whatever they they could? They still are. It's just now he's locked away in HBO land. <laughs> so, anyways, before we get into our topic, um, anime. Yes, it's cool. I've I? I've watched a bunch of anime. Okay. And the main ones is Spy Family is probably one of the biggest shows coming out currently, besides for uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Kaisen, which I'm gonna get caught up on eventually. I what promise. episode are you on? Like one. I watched the movie. That's not catching up. I know. I'm That's going, going backwards. I'm going to get you caught. are literally going backwards. First, I have to get caught up on Goblin Slayer. <laughs> yeah, I am going backwards. And then, <laughs> yeah, I watched the first episode a while ago, and then I watched Zero. See, so I am going backwards. Technically, if you want to, you jump right. Or, so watch. You watch season two, uh, the first half of season two. So uh, then watch the movie. Arc. Yep, hidden inventory, premature death arc. And then go and, to the movie, and then start and the season, first season one. Okay, are you telling me in like five years, Jujutsu Kaisen is just gonna be like that new Fate series that you're gonna, <laughs> you, we're gonna be like the people on Reddit, like you got to watch it in chronological yeah. order. No, 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 no. Ah, it's just an option, I guess. Anyways, it's uh, still not as bad as Steins Gate. Spy Family has been cool. The last episodes, they actually have like a full mission that yor is on and they're on like this cruise ship it's really cool there's like there's actually spy and assassin shenanigans so wait it's not just like four minutes of her like killing people and then getting shot in the butt (laughs) yes yeah it's actually the latest like arc has been really good because it actually 
Part of my problem with Spy Family recently is that it's just been like little one-off, like it Anya feels, goes feels, to school and has a little problem. It feels more like an episodic. Yeah. Yeah. This one has tension because there's like, Yor doesn't want to be seen as an assassin. Anya is like trying to, like knows that, finds out Yor is nearby, is trying to hide Yor from her dad because she thinks if they find out, they're going to break up and her family's going to be ruined and all this stuff. And just Anya being like stupid is kind of great. And um and so they're they're like she's like playing mind games kind of in her like dumb childish way to get Lloyd out of the way. And Lloyd is only tasked to go on this um cruise to like make sure Anya's happy. And because they're the government Wait, what? And yeah, he just the he she wins. She she reads the guy's mind at this drawing thing for a free cruise, and he's like, "I taped it to the bottom of the box so this person will win." It's all a setup, and so Anya just reaches and pulls out the winning ticket. <laughs> so then um, Lloyd is like, tells his agency, and he's like, "They're not gonna let me go on this," and they're like, "Oh sure, go ahead," and it's because the the like the work hours and stuff are ridiculous so they're like we need people to take more vacations because what we're doing is like cruel or whatever how much we're working people there's like you know weird politics stuff human relations stuff so he's just like surprised so he ends up going on that but your is also going on that cruise separately because she is tasked to protect this person that's part of this like crime family that her whole family got wiped out and she's the only one left and so there's assassins trying to kill her. So Yor has to protect this woman. So wait, they all go separately, but as a so, family? Yeah, so they end up like going together. And then Yor is like, well, I have oh, to Oh, they go all do have my... technically different reasons. Yeah, they all have different okay. reasons. The but... way you kind of worded it is like yeah, they no. all just ended up on <laughs> yeah. the ship. Like <laughs> They didn't just like, what are you doing here? Okay, but that yeah. makes more sense. So she goes off. And so they're in like the luxury area, whereas um, Anya and Lloyd are in like the not yeah. really like middle class whatever area so she is has to protect this woman the woman is like interesting and she's talking about like her her story with your and so okay. there's like interesting dynamics there and then just them like trying to protect her from these assassins and all this stuff going down it's really interesting it's it's getting more into like the political and spy That's part cool. of it while still being like a comedy and having like lloyd is has to protect has to try to make Anya happy and he's trying to like figure out what to do and he just doesn't understand her because she's reading his mind and like reacting in weird (laughs) ways to everything yeah so uh she seems unhappy because she wants she like wants this thing and then he's and then she's like crying about it and then he's like thinking through what he has to do as like a normal father it's like would a normal father buy it for her or would he not buy it for her and he's like going through all this stuff and he's getting like stressed out about it and then anya like realizes and feels bad about it and it's like no it's fine and he's like what's going on <laughs> so i then- feel bad for lloyd <laughs> yeah. like- so the first I watched the first like three or four episodes, I think, of that season two. Mm-hmm. And like the whole thing of um your getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want to sit down like she's super grumpy. So he's just like, I got to take her on a yeah. date, <laughs> save my marriage. 
<laughs> and like every single thing he does on that day is just like this, where it's like it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Like takes her bowling, it doesn't work. Like and he just feels super bad. And then at the end she's like super happy and he's like, yeah. Oh, I guess it worked. And then the next day it's like she's really mad again. Yeah. What did I do? I just feel bad for Lloyd. Like I know. He's trying. <laughs> he's like so smart about normal people, but he got like the most insane like family. And it's weird too, like they, they ride that line of him being like a cold hearted spy and yeah like super smart but he's also just a really good guy yeah like he actually cares about people mm-hmm. and it's just like it makes you feel really bad for yeah <laughs> so it's a good show it's it's definitely gotten better recently yeah. it needed like a full thing together instead yeah, of just a little like side missions yeah i got i got really bored too like i think the last episode i watched is like uh anya's like the get the, the kid that Anya, I guess no, the kid that likes Anya, yeah. whatever his name is, the second son. That's mm-hmm. the only thing I can remember. Yeah, like they were just trying, like it was just a whole episode of them going yeah. on a hike. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't really sign up to watch this. <laughs> yeah, some of those episodes are like, yeah, it's fine, it's whatever. But yeah, once it gets into the actual like spy, like it, all the all the things that they're doing at the same time is what makes it interesting. That she's an assassin, he's a spy, and she's a telepath. So having like all of it happen at the same time is what makes the show interesting. Yeah, it does. When it's just Anya's a telepath at school, it's not that interesting. When it's just like right. an assassin killing people or just the spy, it's not like super interesting. Yeah, but once it's sure. like all together, then it's really cool. It's that classic case of when they explore other things, like, no, get back to the thing. Yeah. Get back to <laughs> yeah. the gimmick. I don't want romance in my sci-fi. Go yeah. away. <laughs> it's also like, it's kind of digging a little bit more into the the stakes of it because that's also what's interesting is that the the person that she's in school with like his father is who lloyd is trying to like kill or manipulate or something like it's it's kind of like lloyd is the enemy of everyone there and that's kind of interesting too because it's like i i'm not exactly sure who um your works for your i think is a self because it yeah it does seem kind of like she's a contractor she has this one person that like has her do stuff well i think she has like a handler yeah like somebody that like gets contracts for her yeah you meet you meet the guy in one of the episodes uh recent episodes oh really yeah okay because it doesn't explain it we've only ever heard him on the phone yeah so there's like a lot of interesting little pieces and like the the person that she's protecting was part of this like family of of a uh, crime family that was destroyed okay. and stuff like mm-hmm. that so there's a ton of interesting things that are going on that's pretty cool there there was like a um there was an episode with yours brother i don't know if you saw it. i think it was an earlier episode where he's like tracking down this guy who's making propaganda uh against this the country so he goes into the streets and he's like like season 1 no, it's in uh, the second season. But oh, no. I, I watched the last episode before that. I oh, remember seeing okay. the previous four, so I haven't seen that yet. So he he's like uh, trying to do propaganda. So he like takes a hundred dollar bill, throws it in the dumpster and then like takes a picture of the kids like going after it. And then is like, look at this. Oh, the, uh, like the kids yeah. are like scrounging in the streets for garbage and stuff like that. So 
like that was interesting too of like the all the political stuff going yeah, on between it is, both actually countries. sounds like it's ramping up because like cool. neither country is really that bad with how people live yeah. they just use political like stuff all the time right all right ramen cat so what did you think of jujitsu kaisen uh it felt like it should have been the season finale <laughs> or, <laughs> know, or yeah. a movie because the last what four episodes are just going along doing their thing i'm like oh you know what it's cut to cinematic yeah like <laughs> it's it's ramped up beyond a point i thought it would like the whole incident title like it's the whole i don't what is the name of it? shiba shiba yayu shiba yayu shiba yayu wouldn't you put a y in a japanese name i'm just like i'm i can't i can't say it so anyways the incident arc like i wasn't i could not tell what incident meant because like well i I was thinking it was gonna be like oh yeah because hundreds of people got killed down in the subway no before like they've been able to like like uh, cover up like a school getting like blown up and like stuff like that like they've been able to cover up some pretty major things. So I was thinking like, oh, they could just easily cover that up like a railway incident or something like that. But like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess spoiler alert, although it's going to be pretty much two weeks old by this point. um, This is released like the entire district melting of lava is yeah. a pretty big incident. The district ha- got flooded by lava. The district got hit with a meteor. The district got rail cannoned by yeah, multiple times. Jogo. Multiple times. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, he also did proceed to do basically machine gun fire on it. I will say, so we all talk about like animators like dying and stuff. The sound design in these last couple episodes. The people must have freaking ears bleeding of how much they've had to edit this stuff. It's amazing. Like, I was like, I put on my high quality headphones for this last episode. It was insane. The amount of, like, sound editing and, like, engineering that went into that. Like, it's cool. Yeah, it wasn't, like, you can tell a lot of animes where they're just like, oh, this sound sounds good here. But, like, everything was spot on. Yeah. So. Yep. Every sound, every voice. Um, Also, too, like, I always was, like, up to this point it's like okay Sukuna's a okay villain yeah he's like quickly climbing up the ladder being a freaking awesome villain yes like he's like top tier almost he's i've got a few by the end he's gonna be pretty like top tier villain yeah it's insane what he's done so far and like nobody's hit him yet or touched him yet yeah because the whole last episode was literally him telling the last of like one of the like big curses like oh yeah if you can land one blow on me i will work for you forever yep and do whatever you want that whole ending sequence like with the all the curses like meeting up in the afterlife yeah and then sukuna just like showing up there too i was cool though because that did something that i was hoping they were gonna do with him of He's like a super cold, tyrannical like villain, yeah. But it's like he also had kind of an apathetic side. Yeah, like, he respected he was, the strength of his opponent. Yeah, which is a pretty classic way to show, like I guess, a little bit of humanity in your villain. Usually, though, the animes are just like, "Oh, look at this villain." Yeah, that usually makes fun of everything, and that's like this. It was like conversation between the two villains, and Sukuna was just like, "Yeah, I don't." get it i don't get why you want it but i respect it yeah which is pretty cool 
I also like the whole thing too, when he just like pulls out the fire, like curse, and he's just yeah. like, "Wait a second, I thought you were like this curse." He's like, "I did too. Apparently, I'm not." <laughs> so it kind of leads me to believe that like either Sukuna's changed from like his original form, like with having um Itadori as like his vessel. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's unlocking other abilities, or if he's no, like, there's a part in there when uh, go or. Jogo asks him about it and he just basically tells him, I'm not going to do like you guys do. I'm not telling anyone my techniques. Oh, yeah, he did say that. That makes more sense. Because at first I was like thinking up this like theory of like maybe he lost some of his memories or something. No, I think he's just got access to everything. That wouldn't surprise me. He's the king of curses. So theoretically, he would have access to every curse ability. Right. And the crazy thing is, though, too, at that same time, it's like he's not a curse. No. Like, he was a human. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he's like the ultimate jiu-jitsu sorcerer, basically. Yeah, basically. Which is interesting, because, like, the head of the jiu-jitsu academy, like we see in the first part of season two, has to sacrifice or else he becomes a god, essentially. Yeah. So that makes me wonder. I think they like, just hit a certain point where that's like right. So it was like Sukuna, just like an average like curse user at one point. Obviously, this is all just anime knowledge. Neither of us has read the manga, right? So like, is Sukuna like just an average curse user that went above and beyond and became a god? And is it possible for other curse users, like say Gojo, to eventually? I think. Well, I think it's all the basically sorcerers with like cosmic level abilities because like the one from the um hidden but isn't that now that that's gojo though right he has cosmic level yeah gojo has uh void infinite void or whatever it is like as his ability and then like the guy below the school his was literally like i don't know because we never see him like his curse technique was just literally infinity yeah whatever that means but right so it's like if infinite void is that powerful what is just infinity yeah and then like what was sukuna's to like become the king of curses like yeah well maybe his was just curse i right. don't know but then you also have people like um toji like he's yeah I, I don't, dude like, toji's whole arc was amazing that like second like i get arc. that he has a heavenly pat but he's still just a dude i think it's more just the fact of he's that character of just absolute will yeah and i think that's kind of dis- i mean that might be also suke in his case too why he's so stupidly strong right too, on top of adding curse ability well look at yuji yeah without like any curse stuff he was stupidly strong yeah but, like, Toji was beyond stupidly strong. Yeah. He was Super Saiyan, like, level of basically movement His and combat. His fight like, with Dagon was so awesome. That was insane! <laughs> the animation was so cool, too. Oh, also, you have to... Or, uh, not Weez. Yeah. You have to catch up with Jujutsu Kaisen, because there is a JoJo reference in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's only like two seconds, but you have to watch the entire series to catch up. To okay, I'm planning Go. on Also, and the only other anime I've watched lately is One Piece. <laughs> Ew. Nice. 
Season nine specifically. <laughs> Wait, what? I've been watching it with a Kai Kai. Why are you watching season nine? Because that's where she was watching. I'm like, eh, hey, don't change it for me. I'll just oh, sit here and okay, be okay. confused. So I we like might you... know it's the um, punk hazard arc oh, where they're like on the snow island with the like dude that ate the gas gas fruit. He's yeah. got like a big like gas gas monster. fruit. Oh, okay. I don't know what's going on. I'm usually just eating supper while watching. I need to reread it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. He's also the most annoying villain ever because in the I don't know in the actual original, but in the dub, his stupid laugh is him just saying "churro" over and over and over. Every okay, it's a thing in One Piece. Every villain has their own like laugh, and it's like in the manga, like it's specifically written out like sha ha 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 or like foo ha ha. It's just like every single villain has their own unique way to laugh and it's a thing. Not just villain, it's like just powerful characters too. So you're telling me the creator of One Piece was like, yeah, I have a power system, a world system. (laughs) How annoying is their laugh? Screw that. I want a laugh system (laughs) where it's graded upon their (laughs) laughs. Yeah, this guy literally every time he laughs, he's a churro. It's like, no, my ears. <laughs> he's doing the churro laugh. He's that powerful. Well, so I think probably the most the ear grating part of that is you're listening to it dubbed. Yeah. yeah. It'd probably be more natural for a Japanese. Probably, because I just wouldn't think about it. Yeah. <laughs> being, also, too, listening to the dub. 90%, I'm convinced 90% of the voice cast for One Piece also is 90% of the voice cast for My Hero Academia. Oh, that's the Probably. fun part. There's only like 20 people that voice an anime. <laughs> yeah, because Zoro is All Might. Yeah. Um, Some other ra- uh, Captain Kid or whatever is the spiky, or red-haired, spiky-haired dude that like turns to rock and... Um, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. My Hero oh, Academia. Multiple of the female voice actors are the voice actors for that. There, I feel like there's only like literally five female voice actors. Also, yeah. there's just a random uh, character that her voice actress is Lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, that's easy because Lust's voice actor is like super like pop. I know. I'm just not expecting it to be just a side character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like uh, Amalie. Um, she's voiced in One Piece now. Oh yeah, yeah. She she did the new uh, red. Yeah, yeah. One piece does have like only character I knew on that list at the convention outside of uh, a Borderlands character. She voiced. She voiced a Borderlands character. Yeah. Um. Ellie. Why does Ellie sound familiar? Because it's Scooter's uh, cousin. Oh (laughs) right, yeah, Ellie. Okay, that makes sense. I just thought that was kind of funny. That is kind of funny. Oh yeah, that's about it. I have been binge reading through Chainsaw Man. Oh yeah, nice. Those animators better hurry up and sacrifice more animators. <laughs> they got a lot of work to cover. <laughs> sacrifice more animators. They need to, to summon. They God. need to summon the animation devil by <laughs> <laughs> using a thousand animators to summon it. Oh dear. That God. was like the old thing with like rock and roll. Like I sold my soul for like rock and oh, roll. Oh no, no, just further. We need the the new version to just I just sold my soul. Further for into Chainsaw Man, just people around. I need this thing done. Let's kill some people. Devil, go do the thing. <laughs> you know, if my soul was an actual currency, I might sell it for a couple seasons twos of an anime. <laughs> if if that like world system worked 
like in our world, there would definitely, it would just be a thing. It would just be like, oh yeah, this CEO sacrificed well, this many people for this power. and That would be the crazy part. Is Do you like, find a spoiler? Kinda. Okay. It probably happens. No, not to that extent. Uh, okay. Like, there's just like one part that it like kind of explains that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what part you're. I'm just about. gonna say because Weez does it to me all the time. When the president of the United States is like, "Gun devil, go get this thing. I'll give you one year off every citizen's life." Dang. <laughs> oh yeah, it's kind of a funny thing because I'm reading about. Oh, that's why the average life rate goes down in America every year. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, yeah, the, uh, he just literally makes a... Uh, a He's just with the on... The gun devil's just on call with the president, apparently. Yeah. That's pretty sick. That doesn't really spoil anything. Yeah. So. That in, that's cool. That's though. in part one? No, it's probably going to be in part two if they do uh, the... Like, no, I'm talking in the oh, manga. Still in the first arc. Really? Oh, that's the other thing I found out about this. A hundred chapters, I think it is, to complete the first arc. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I just remember. It it's not that long, isn't it? Uh, right like... now it's in chapter 130? Oh, really? still wow. going, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like almost. Yeah, that's not It's that not long. weekly. Is it bi-weekly? I think also, it's bi-weekly. Artwork bi-weekly. Is just, I know this is probably old for listeners, but this is my first time reading through. The artwork is amazing because it's one of the few manga that I've picked up. The action scenes, the quality of the artwork actually just ramps up. My dude, you're only 20 chapters away from the most recent chapter. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> No. This isn't old for anybody. This is like maybe like six so months long. old. Yeah, okay, 147 is where they're currently at. And I'm, oh, frick, I'm at 122. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when I, was, when I looked over at your phone when you're reading before we start recording, I was like, oh, you zoomed. Because, well, pretty much like, all the, the last time I saw, last time I saw oh, you, you were, be, you were still within the animes yeah, chapters. Uh, I basically zoomed through the part. I was like, I know this, I know this, I know this, uh, I know this. Okay. I vaguely remember, the, like, I read the whole thing. Yeah. Album, but it's like I kind of speed read because yeah. it's a one for one, basically. Yeah. yeah. I think the only things I've seen different to the manga, to the anime, is there's one devil they cut out because it really wasn't necessary that was in the comic. Yeah. And the part, I think it's the end of season one where it's like, um, Denji and Power and Aki just like, chilling out back at the apartment mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's not in the in the comic but oh, obviously okay. because it's an unnecessary scene but, well yeah, yeah well they kind of had to add add like an ending part because like they kind of ended it in a very weird spot they did because like it just could have went one episode going. over and it would have been fine yeah like that would have been a good ending point but they just didn't yeah exactly <laughs> or they should have just done the whole arc just do that just catch up with the manga be like we're just gonna release this until it's caught up speaking of manga differences this has to do with our last episode where we ta- talked about attack on titan oh, but yeah. i was listening to people talk about it and there was there was a l- couple little details that they changed from the manga to the anime yeah and one of them was like that scene where I think it was the scene. It's it's when Aaron tells Armin that he's gonna end up wiping out like eighty percent of the population, okay. and Armin like freaks out and yells at him. Yeah. In the manga, he like doesn't react at all. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> that would kind like, of change the whole yeah, perspective. Like, little, a little I can see how little details like that can definitely make yeah. the ending kind of suck. But yeah, that, that was interesting. I was like, that's a weird. I mean, it's cool they changed it to make it like work better, but it makes so much more. It sense. sounds like people liked the the anime version of the ending a little bit better because it it kind of fleshed out things a little bit more, which yeah. is kind of what I figured was the difference. I feel like that's all they needed to do too. Like yeah, they definitely didn't need to change anything major because the same idea is still there and it, it it worked pretty well. Yeah, our episode for that flopped though. So oh really? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what I did. What we did wrong? I thought I did a good thumbnail and. Yeah, I don't, it's just kind of weird how that happens. Yeah, it is weird. It was like one of those, you know, like obviously in content creator, you're like you're sure something's gonna do well, yeah. and it's then like, you're just I've done like, this oh. twice already, and it did great both times, and then you do it this time, it just doesn't work. It's like what? Why? Oh yeah, by the way, everybody go watch the new uh, Goblin Slayer video now. Yeah, Goblin Slayer is just a D and D game this. part three. I don't care if you come back to this. Just stop this right now and go watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's only like. Or minutes. put on your hat, grab your briefcase, stop this, run out the door, run past the Goblin Slayer video, and never look back. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Why would you do that to our friend Weeds? <laughs> you're going to make him cry. Hey, you're in the video. Yeah. That's, That's why I said why. just keep going. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I don't know. I thought I did fairly competent. In oh, yeah. You thing, watched his so, video? Yeah. Nice. You did great. I was like, here comes the cringe. And I. Kai Kai did oh. great. Kai Kai was really good as a as noble fence. I only voiced two lines and I can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> I can't. I don't know was, why. Yeah. I hate listening to myself it, editing a podcast and you should it, it yeah, yeah. It was good. All right. Kai Kai did great. Uh she I never want to hear the bratty character she voice killed, out of her ever she again. Killed though. Her role so well. <laughs> I was impressed. Because I haven't had her voice in anything before, but I have had like everyone else. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder how she'll do. And she did great. So go watch it. Check out her performance and Ramen Cat's performance and Boom's performance. You can see And my, my girlfriend's part. performance. I, yeah. And Pyrolis's performance. Oh, yeah. How did that work out? It worked out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Song, song quality wasn't too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. I, I mean, it was. still hear the shrieking of hell. It was different, but it kind of worked because hell. he's in like a helmet thing. So he's in a helmet. Like oh, Goblin Slayer is. Right. So oh. of it sounds different. The reverb yeah. yeah. actually sounded really good. Yeah, I'm the, sure it was you, probably, you probably layered it with multiple films. I I edited it. Yeah, I cut out some like. I mean, it, it stuck pretty stuff, well to like the previous video. Yeah, that's good. Well, you also edited the previous videos and make them sound more like in a helmet too, right? I don't think I did. I think I just kept it how it was. I don't know. I probably should have, but... <laughs> yeah, Foresight's 2020. <laughs> yeah. I definitely put a ton of editing in this video more than... Yeah, because you worked on it for like lot. two solid like weeks, right? Like from writing it to finishing it, it took about a month, so... Well, I meant just like editing. Editing it, yeah, it was like two like weeks. Two solid weeks. I kept going back and like... I was yeah. like, oh, I wanted to add this, like the dice rolling thing that I have in it. I... I added that pretty late I and had to go back. I've seen that someone bought the dice rolling app thing. No, I actually found a uh, a video on YouTube that was like free dice roll green screen. Oh, really? And it was just <laughs> one, two, three. It went all the way to 20. I was like, this is so perfect. And then there are so many nice people. That's actually really cool. Everywhere else on, on the internet you go and it's just like pay money to get this stupid yeah. stock image. 
YouTube, there are so many channels that are just like, here's a bunch of green screen garbage that's probably useful. You can have it. I don't yeah. care. It's like these people are awesome. It's probably a lot of them are like have just a donation thing. That yeah. If you want to help, or just from can. the views they get from the YouTube or whatever. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they just do it for fun, but it's awesome. A lot of people just do it for fun. It's like ridiculous amount of people are just like, oh yeah, I t- I spent twelve hours editing this short animation. Well, yeah, because you know like, someone out there is going to this horribly cropped, slightly animated thing is gonna be a meme someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I get wanting to monetize your work, but some things it's like it's just a it's just a dude standing there. Like it's not that. It's, yeah. It's just a picture. Yeah. That's one thing. Like I understand having to make money, but like when you're doing clip art, I feel like. Yes, it's clip art and people can buy it, but it should be a little bit higher standard than yeah, what they are. For sure. Those there's so many websites and they charge so much too. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, uh do we move on to our topic and then the nerd dump if we have time afterwards? Yeah, I'd say we could so, probably move on to our next topic. Our next our topic, which is our main topic, is about what makes a character iconic. Right. You came up with this boom. You tell us. Yeah. So (laughs) this is a new idea. So I want to do like a main topic for the show. Hopefully this works out. But what I was. A meme topic? A main topic. A meme topic. Got it. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the magic of editing. You can just cut everything I said out completely. And I'm just talking to myself. Leave those blank spaces or like an audio reel in the background. Yeah, just bleep it out. <laughs> I threatened to do that with Pyrellis one time. <laughs> he was just, I don't know, we were just arguing about something where I'm just like, I own you. I could just bleep you out of this book. <laughs> Anyways, so you want to start doing topics. Yep. Okay. So what I what I mean is like I want to do like things that are oriented around like story structure and like how what's cool about shows and what we like about like the story and stuff like that. Well, as the average potato american <laughs> i don't know if there's no bag of potato chips there i got nothing okay the thing that makes a main character iconic is having a bag of potato chips by your side while you're watching them be iconic sure in the same way that you watch a professional athlete do something incredible with a bag of potato chips by yourself oh, by i yourself. am a pro potato chip athlete <laughs> but so that does bring up like I, our first question is obviously what makes a main character iconic what are the aspects that make them iconic and what i mean by that is like are we going by what we think or are yeah. we going by what like industry standards that generally everyone likes because kind of, i fear i feel i feel like we could talk about both like we can kind of talk about like what the industry does to make a character seem iconic and yeah what we oh, kind of feel because like. i can summarize industry standards really well sure. okay give it a second <laughs> i want to explain a little bit more so what i mean by that is like i'm going to use for instance light yagami yeah like he is an iconic character because of certain aspects that make him rememberable and people just talk about him and reference him well for deck for yeah it's been a decade or more now mm-hmm. or like oh, edward elric only wee's references um not well. light light's very very popular yeah. oh. or what i'm talking light about is like, turner from death note light <laughs> turner yeah his last name's turner and uh yeah Oh, okay. Well, anyways, um, also what I mean is Netflix. like... Netflix. Oh. None of us has really watched this show much. I have a little bit. But like Naruto. 
What does make what is Naruto like what's his aspects that make him iconic? An annoying voice and always hungry. <laughs> sure. But that's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. So besides where the joking around, like so for Oh, any- that wasn't a joke. That's sincerely yeah. like all I know him for. <laughs> so I guess we can talk about a little bit like what does the industry think makes a main character iconic and what seems to work off and on for them. It's kind of like journalism that makes things iconic yeah like they're always the ones that are like you played the iconic character you know district eight hospital helper in the hunger games mocking jay part two that seems very oddly specific uh charlie that's the (laughs) oh right yeah uh, i forgot that whole video was most critical yeah Yeah. he keeps referencing it to all the time yeah anyways very iconic character so anyways um Ramcat, you were saying you could probably name off every aspect of like the oh, corporate. Usually in the corporate one, it's edgy, overly edgy character. Yep. It's a horny character. That's one of them. Uh, it's a very molesty horny character. <clears throat> okay. It's a hungry character. It's a overly annoying, optimistic character. I think you're talking about anime. <laughs> yeah. You're just kind of talking about anime. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what I meant. I think. Oh, there's also bland personality, but stupidly overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. You're not wrong. Or, or there's boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, d- yeah. You think I got them all there? Or um, uh, maybe, uh, the one not. show I watched, it was Thighs. Okay. Was th- the thighs. Thing. It was weird. At some point in the future. What show were you watching? It was, it was Thighs. Um, it was Atelier Rise uh, Ever. The secret hideout, I don't know, some game adaptation. Uh, huh. After, like, pretty soon, the next generation of animators is going to be Feet. It's already Feet. It's already, it's already it's been Feet. feet for There's been so many shows that are just uncomfortably comfortable usually, with the Feet. Usually aspect. those are side characters. If you're going oh, okay. over iconic main characters. I will okay. say the main character in a lot of the shows I watched, so for some reason, have had to lick Feet multiple times. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're the ones. See, they're the ones you're supposed to relate to as like yeah. that's Did you. Quentin like Tarantino direct these no, like, like Subaru from ReZero. Like, yeah, yeah, he had to. Huh. Yeah, although she kicked him for it. Well, yeah, because she didn't like her feet being licked. Yeah. Would you want your feet licked? I don't think so. All right then. Because <laughs> he said, "I don't think so," and the like hesitation. I'm gonna just <laughs> move away. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> to me, those are like your bland, vanilla, generic things. But then you can take those and go a little deeper. Like, I'm just going to say it just because it's been the most recent thing, like with Denji and Chainsaw Man. Yep. He could be the atypical, just kind of dirtbag character, but they do it in a way that actually makes him likable yet hateable at the same time like yeah. an actual person like he has his redeeming moments like oh yeah you don't know better and then the other one's like what the heck is wrong with you man well yeah he starts off as that his main aspects are he's horny and he's hungry yeah that's it and then it's like it actually like especially at this point is like fleshed out a lot more yeah for sure like, like now it's just he's like i just want people to love me <laughs> in, a, in a way that's kind of like aspects that make him that's like he's the aspects that he grow into that like make him rememberable. Yeah. And like that's why I feel like when Chainsaw Man does get a second season and like finishes more of the manga, he is gonna be one of those main characters that are remembered for different things. Yeah. 
where you take like a character like Naruto. And as far as I can tell from every clip I've ever seen of the show, he is just Naruto all the way. No, he grows a lot. Eh. Eh. Okay, what have you actually seen of Naruto just before you start saying random clips of the show? Yeah, just then like, you have no reference. He is like one of those characters that a lot of his aspects are like he perseveres through anything. Like his whole backstory was being forgotten and everybody ignoring him, and yet he persevered to be somebody to be known. Okay. Um, okay, let's take a character like Goku. He starts out Goku, and he's still Goku. In a, some aspects. Yeah, a lot of shows. Vegeta is more yeah. interesting because he's like, oh, yeah, he's the main villain. Now he's not, and he's so confused the along things, the way. One of the biggest things that makes a char- main character iconic is how good the series is. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily how good the main character is. Because a lot of people can be like, I love Dragon Ball. Goku is not the best character. Yeah. He's I mean, it's kind of Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, Yuji is a cool character. I like him. He's likable. Yeah. But he does not make the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. he, like it's definitely the in fact, actually, so much so that the creators is like, ah, main character, scooch over there. Let's yep. let's look yeah. at everyone. Else. I like Demon Slayer. I like Tandro. He's not like an incredible character. Right. He's like a good character. Well, and that's kind of what I'm saying is like there's a lot of characters that are air quotes good. Yeah. They're good enough to be a main story. I, I think yeah. those characters um, are just kind of the way they are is because they're going more the route of they are the vehicle for the audience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Versus you are witnessing like a character's journey. Yeah, I'm I'm talking okay, for instance, Edward Elric mm-hmm. from Full Malchemist. He is a character that's pretty darn iconic for several things. Like he yeah. started off as more of like this bratty um know-it-all character that was overly like um prideful about mm-hmm. like things he could do just because he was slightly different than others and like throughout the series he learned humility he learned how to rely on his friends yeah like he gained aspects that make him rememberable and like mm-hmm. he even gained wisdom that was like beyond his years yeah so like well, a lot of things also... that people quote from him are like good words of wisdom mm-hmm. he was learning through situations he also learned like kind of a big growing moment thing too it was like oh yeah he's not the only person that's ever lost anything or yeah, some exactly. yeah. traumatic thing yeah he was like that edgy like woe is me like the world's against me type of person and like near the end of the series like he one reason i always remember him is like the perseverance to help people even though he's so focused on his own main task yeah. He's an interesting uh he's like a good character to point out as a um as like an iconic character too because his story isn't completely dependent on him in the way other stories are. Right. So it's not like it is forced to focus on him cuz so much else is going on in the world that's really interesting yeah. even without him. So having him there and also being a really good character is is like shows how good of a character he is. Like like Gagami can't you can't have the story at all without like exactly and everything is focused on him like most every scene has him in it he's he's involved in everything that goes on whereas like edward isn't involved in everything that goes on he's just involved in his part and you see stuff going on around him too yep so it's like it's it's interesting because he's he's a really good character by himself along with just being a good main character that the story goes through yeah and like yike or yike, light you get you know, <laughs> like Yagami. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I don't know, Akira. 
he is such an iconic character because of almost totally different aspects compared yeah. to like say somewhere like Edward or mm-hmm. like even Goku. Like he's cold, he's manipulative. He has such a big ego complex yeah. that people almost like him for that. Yeah. There's so many people that like the way his character going even like to this day sometimes still agree with him. Mm-hmm. So much so that even SpongeBob wears the same outfit. <laughs> exactly. That. He's very static too. Like light doesn't change that much. He gets more depraved. Yeah. But other than that, he's not like there's not big character well, arcs. Right from the start, he's kind of like shown yeah. as this very egotistical. Yeah. Like, the world is dirty and yeah. I live amongst filth type of person. Yeah, and he only like, gets like slightly more depraved through what he chooses yeah, to do. Exactly. So it's like he they give him these designated aspects that don't change at all, but they're they're iconic enough that they're, they're anime does have this genre of the villain main character. Mm-hmm. Like we're following this main character. He is the bad guy. We yeah. know it, but we're still watching his story. Mm-hmm. But there's not too many that make it like Death Note. Yeah. Like yeah. most of the time they just turn out to be more like this edgy jerk character. Yeah, they're kind of like in between or you kind of see what happens like uh, Breaking Bad is about him becoming a terrible person yeah. throughout his life. He's a, he's all a the high school he teacher that gets set with circum- circumstances beyond mm-hmm. his means and he goes down this yeah. path to... And you see him like slowly turn into this like worse person, become more unhinged and stuff, yeah. and uh, and be forced into circumstances to like kill innocent people and stuff. Whereas Light, like right at the beginning, is <laughs> just like I'm going to kill as many people, bad people as I can, because he thinks he is the righteous one in the yeah. world. Right? Yeah. So that's like an aspect that is like not really often replicated in characters, and it makes yeah. it really memorable. Um, it's gutsy however, because you usually don't want a character that does such horrible things right away because then you think the audience will not care about them or yeah. hate them. But he's just he's very charming, too. He's kind of like he's like the devil. He's like charming he's, and interesting. But then it's like, wait, what he's doing is terrible. He's like the perfect definition of a serial killer. Yeah. Like well, serial killers are usually like really charming and stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it from like hearing you guys and stuff like it sounds like it's kind of like you ever watch like any of the shows that are like murder mysteries that you see who did it. You see how the crime went down. It's more seeing how the events unfold around it and yeah. how everything kind of conspires and reacts to the main character's actions. You are really right about that. It's like that it, classic. It's unique in yeah. itself. It's like those classic uh, old cop shows where you know who like did the murder. Yeah. And like you see them interacting with everybody and you're just like, that's the guy. Like, that's yeah. how it is. That's the guy. I've seen him do it. <laughs> um, for, second of all, you've never watched Death Note? I've seen the first couple episodes. I read the first... Volume? couple volumes of it you need to finish that man you should it's good me yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> however as much as i like character development and stuff there is also those characters that are just set in their style that just are really cool and i mean they still have a little bit of growth and stuff like um alucard yeah, he's just cool. Like he's done so well and so cool already that he doesn't need to change. Yeah, that's like his aspects of his character are more like that. How does skill. the world adjust? Yeah, to him. like the skill, yeah. the wisdom. Well, not the wisdom, but like the knowledge, the skill, like the the overwhelming power he has. That's his character, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, I like it because, I mean, as much as I like 
well, I say I like, but like just remember of like Dragon Ball. I never really like had those moments that made me really root for the main character. Yeah. I like the villains more than I like the main character. Sure. But this like always was like the way they do Alucard's personality, his demeanor, his art style, just everything just makes you root for him. Even yeah. though, you know, it's like, yeah, he was probably a villain at one point. He's like super horrible. But go Alucard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Alucard is he's that character that you want to root for and you really like. But at the same time, you're like, am I like liking the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. like, even though like you've watched Ultimate, right? Um, the Nazis. I've watched the first one. I think it was okay. So you won't necessarily get this as much, I, but I do know about you know it of stuff, it. I yeah. think you've watched the Bridge, haven't you? Yeah, I've watched all the. Yeah, so it's basically the same thing. It's just kind of slightly different, <laughs> but like less. You're edits. watching Alucard be this horrible person, but yeah, and at the same time, he's fighting Nazis. Yeah, so yeah. You're just like so he's. I'm watching like, a horrible person, but then like killing horrible people. Like, yeah. So you're yeah. just like kind of conflicted at the same time. Like he's the bad guy, but he's also like killing the bad guy. Yeah. It's kind of like not to take to be Linus into Star Wars, but to be Linus into Star Wars like Darth Vader. I was actually going to mention he, that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's the bad guy. He's like super, super horrible, especially like reading comic books and all that stuff. But at the same time, all the villains around him are so much yeah. worse. Yeah. That it's like suddenly he's like, okay, I can look past the atrocities he's committed. Yeah. yeah. Well, also like, he is that he's got those character aspects that make him so cool mm-hmm. that you don't care that he was Anakin that murdered the entire temple of younglings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he, you know, well, that's like what kind of says, you know, he's the bad guy, but like you have the things to reinforce it. You're never going to be like, oh, he's actually just an anti-hero. Yeah. No. yeah. Like, that's what I hate in Marvel that they did with Loki. I know like I, he's got a show, so I guess he can be considered a main character. Yeah. But in the comic books, like, I don't know now because I haven't read like Marvel comics n- lately. But he was a big time villain. Yeah. And I, then they're like, now nah, let's make him an anti-hero. Yeah. I, and here his arc gets finished really well. Season two. And you can probably. Yeah. It, that, but. The show kind of takes because it takes him when he's like for sure a villain. And then it gives him. It, he basically watches a movie of his life so that yeah. he can develop to the point where he needs to be so he can be a hero. It's a little bit of like a cop out. Uh thing ah. for it but yeah i definitely could s- definitely want wanted parts of the show where he was more of a villain villain instead of like a hero because most yeah. of the time he's like i'm trying to save everybody yeah and when the like, loki that i remember from the comics i read is like i'm going to blow like, up your world yeah i he's more of a character that's like i want to take i want to save everyone so i can take over so i can rule everyone and he kind of does that i can talk about that in the next segment, but like his, yeah, his character could definitely be more like evil kind of, whereas he's more, he's pretty like a good guy in the the show, which is, I also not to go too deep into like the Loki character, but I also feel like that's a lot of influence on the person that plays Loki as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, I don't, he obviously got cast as Loki and he Mm -hmm. makes a good villain, but like he, isn't that type of person necessarily want to like stay the villain? Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of care, like um, actor. I think they also realized he's such a loved character that they're like, Oh, we can make him better. Yeah. And 
Let's merchandise I mean, him. He's, he's always had kind of a thing that he's developed between being like yeah. really bad and then kind of double crossing people and just kind of, I don't know. He's right. like selfish is his but thing. Going back to anime, I will say, even though I'm, I make the comment of like the overly optimistic character, I like an optimistic main character if they have a reason to be like other yeah. than just that's just the way they are. Yeah. Well, it's like Luffy. I hear Luffy's yeah. overly optimistic character, like to almost a fault. Yeah. yeah. And I think his character works so well within One Piece because he, like the whole world and everything, he's, yeah, everyone he is psychotic. so well in it. <laughs> and like the whole world's philosophy is kind of like against him and how he's like pushing back against yeah. it. Like the world government is all about like strict order and the pirates are all about like, unconditional freedom rob pillage whatever you want and luffy's kind of like in the middle of like i'm i want freedom to go sail and do whatever i want call myself a pirate but i'm also going to stop this person from abusing people and i'm going to like he's focused on being like a good person while also calling himself a pirate and like loving freedom and just he wants to be king of the pirates but he doesn't like steal from people he's he's not like a bad guy yeah he's so. not like a classic pirate that goes right yeah and murders but the world government still treats him like a pirate because he calls himself a pirate so it's yeah. like the world government like hypocrisy and the pirates are like savage horrible people so he, he's an interesting like somewhat middle ground that kind of everyone hates because yeah of it. that makes sense but no like an overly optimistic character is it's almost needed in certain stories, like it's, in it's certain needed. ones. But yeah, what I guess I meant is like, what is the reason for the character to be yeah. like if they're just that way out of the gate and like the show never really gives you a reason other than they just have some bland generic reason for it. Eh, yeah, it's kind of lazy. Like but if really you have a character sad. like that's had like a horrible background. Or like something horrible happened, and but they like are persistent to not let that be the thing that drags them down. It's yeah. like I, I like those kind of yeah, like well, Vash. Vash is yeah, a good Vash, yeah, exactly. Like he, um, Itadori from Jujutsu Kaisen is another good one. Yep. Um, I mean I haven't finished it, but Spike. I mean he's kind of chill. He's slightly optimistic, but like he's still got a horrible past and stuff behind. From Cowboy Bebop. I mean, in a way, like he's not like super down. I guess. In my um, opinion, in my opinion, you you should finish this. I know. Okay. I know he's got like a horrible ending and everything like that. But like, let's say he's optimistic for one thing. Right. We'll I, leave it I, at I that. It doesn't have to be. I need to cheer. I just can even just be like that character. that's like, I want to die and still just pursues it. I'm wording it badly. I don't know. I'm <laughs> no, tired. you're on the right path. You're fine. Yeah, I get what you're meaning. Uh, I just think maybe like for what you were originally saying for like super happy Spike might not be the best yeah. pick, but like I think he's ha Vash, he, he keeps the show on a lighter note. If we than talk it could about be. 90s yeah. anime, Vash is a much yeah, better Va Vash is a good like, one of it. People die around him. His own brother's trying to kill him. Like literally everybody he loved, he's watched died. Like, and he's still like the love and peace hippie man in yeah. the desert. I just like, want to eat and just make friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I'm so mad I never watched Badlands Rumble until mm. recently. I I wish I would watch that sooner because that kind of adds like a good Dynamic another aspect of yeah. his character. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, like overly optimistic is a really good. One. I guess when I say I, I, I don't necessarily mean the characters also do. It's they keep the tone from beelining into just completely just obliqueness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And I feel like every anime cast kind of has that character. Yeah. It is interesting though when they pick the main character to be that to be person. that because like when you have those story points that hit on um dark points and sadness like um one that's a good one is um and this is kind of a weird story aspect but um Gurren Lagann mm-hmm. their whole aspect where they switch main characters yeah from a main character that's overly excited and happy and ready to like face the world to another character that's more scared timid and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. it those aspects of characters are cool to see in that particular circumstance because you get to see how the world affects different characters and how the situation is actually going on around them. Yeah. Yeah. However, I will say in one character, I don't care the reason that I absolutely do not like is the whiny character. Yeah. The woe is me character. Thankfully, we don't get that too often in anime, except for like anime like um Evangelion. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Evangelion's kind of extreme, but let's say like Tokyo Ghoul. I love Tokyo okay, Ghoul, yep. mm-hmm. but yeah. the cast around the character is way more interesting than the main character because it's like, yeah. dude, yes, it sucks. You got thrown into this world of monsters, but you got to do something else. You're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's one of the main things just generally about like main characters is that they have to be like proactive and in it's a general storytelling like rule rules are like really vague in storytelling but like you want the main character to be proactive and be making decisions even if he's like thrown into a circumstance he can't just kind of go along well, with everyone because then it's like this character's useless the story's that, exactly that's what made the it. other characters more interesting like tokyo ghoul because they're the ones that did all the legwork for yeah. everything it's very similar for evangelion like yeah mm-hmm. all the Shinji side characters are doesn't really make decisions until yeah. it's literally the end of the world is forced mm-hmm. upon him. Yeah. yeah. It's all the other characters become more interesting because they're doing all the legwork. Yeah. So yeah. in a way, the aspect of those main characters that make them memorable is the fact that they didn't do much. Yeah. Yeah. It forces um obviously Tokyo Go, we're talking like first season, obviously. Yeah. Really season yeah, two. Yeah, season two changes a lot. So yeah. so I mean in that regard, even if you considered season fake season two <laughs> yeah i i, was, I, I, was I like more that about, but yeah i know yeah. season two that's the one i got tricked into watching because <laughs> everybody was just like oh yeah watch season one season two i'm like all right, all right. there's season two and then there's tokyo ghoul re yeah yeah i was even referring to re because i know what kind of goes on in re yeah there's fun. no longer any of that whiny char- there's yeah. other characters that are whiny but they're side characters so it's like their arc is shortened to the point yeah. of it happening and you have the main character to kind of support those characters. Yeah. Well, it's like um the main character in Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. He is the type of I want to isn't say, he a just a businessman? He's literally just a businessman that his corporation throws him um onto the ship to like deliver a DVD. The ship gets hijacked by pirates, which is the Black Lagoon transportation company. And he gets kidnapped. And then once the pirates are like, well, we already got the information we needed from you. So technically you can go free. He calls his company. And he's like, 
oh yeah we already held a funeral for you and like you're off the payroll so you can just kind of stay dead <laughs> and he's like oh well frick you i'm just gonna become a pirate then <laughs> like he kind of start like the first episode he starts off whiny yeah and kind of that pushover character and then like the the rest of the series is kind of him diving into the dark side and like becoming more of a pirate a pirate type character like was he like i'm gonna be kicking the pirate no he's just more like i hate society at this point like screw this i want to make money <laughs> but like at the same time he's also like struggling with like being a normal person into the pirate world like there's this one ass aspect of um they dive down to a submarine that was a nazi submarine and it's holding valuable art that was uh, painted by Hitler. And he's like struggling with this fact of like, we're desecrating this tomb. And yeah, they're Nazis and like, they're not the best people. It's still like their final resting place. And we're like desecrating their corpses and stuff. Like, is this right mm -hmm. type of thing? And then like his uh, Revy, which is the, uh, the female protagonist, technically, She's just like, ah, they're Nazis and we're making money. I don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, characters like that are cool and interesting to follow. Yeah. We'll say one other character type. And it's mainly in 90s shows and they do change a little bit. But like characters like Inuyasha and um, the main character from Yu Yu Hakusho just persistently just being a jerk for no reason oh yeah like i kind of get it with like inuyasha because he's like oh i'm a demon i hate humans and he's like slowly falling in love with this human yeah and killed or like tried to kill him in a past life but like that's one thing that's like i'm glad i don't and it might just be the kind of shows that i watch like i don't see that a lot anymore the overly cocky just persistently always gonna be just a douche all the way through the whole series yeah thankfully you don't see that very much anymore like i'm trying to scrub through I, and like i said i might have missed one like that i don't know but generally sure. characters change a lot more now i think thankfully that type of character aspect has kind of gone away okay. like kind of gone with the times because nowadays people want more of like an optimistic or like a tragic hero yeah instead yeah. of the arrogant like overpowered hero yeah like people much more um align with the hero's journey mm -hmm. instead of more like the um power fantasy type characters yeah yeah i think like like when we talk about like i, I say that or we were we're saying that you know jiu-jitsu kaisen they literally just dropped a freaking meteor on the city well if you think about it like if we talk about character aspects from there and yeah itadori is the main character but then like gojo he's yeah. an arrogant like yeah, he, sob like, yeah he is but in a way he's kind of likable yeah but also at the same time if the show was just about him I don't know if I'd like it as much, honestly. No, because it would be too much. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing with like the early 90s shows. I like shows like Yu Yu Hakusho and Inuyasha. <clears throat> but the main characters, like if they're gone and it's more like the side characters or yeah. something, you basically you watch them for the new villain every episode. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense to have a character that is stone cold and like set as like this power fantasy type character yeah this arrogant jerk like 
it, there's not really room for character development. So yeah, aside from like little snidges here and there, like towards the end or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. Or like near the final like ep- season one finale type of thing. Like yeah, yeah. Well, and there's even characters like uh, Meliodas from Seven Deadly Sins. He's kind of that type of character as well. Like there's like hints of him having backs like tragedy and backstory and stuff like that but most of the time he's kind of just like that sob character that's like overpowered and like yeah yeah he he, the fun part is more like the people interacting around him than actually just watching say meliodas be himself Mm -hmm. because it pretty much just be him pissing off people constantly (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah and then you get characters like in shows. Sorry, not to go on. Like, this just made me think of, of mm-hmm. the show of the not anime, but uh, Vox Machina. You oh, hate yeah. everyone when you first meet them Every because they are person. such horrible people. And then you grow to love them. As like even first watching that, <laughs> that show, I was like, oh, I can at least like the druid, right? Nope, the druid's even a horrible person. Yeah. She's the whiny, like, yeah. can't do anything person. Yeah. The brother and sister are They're just horrible, horrible, people. cringy people. The bard is even worse. The only I th- one I kind of like is Grog. Yeah, but the problem is he normally just doesn't think about anything. Yeah. He just does what he's told. The bard is insufferable. I'm just like, oh my god. I don't know. He gets to a level like he gets to a point where he gets super cringy, but then it's like at a certain point, it's like you he, he kind of like tones back in a way. It's like I hate you. Yeah, you better not die, you son of a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, there's lots of shows that have characters like that. There's a anime called uh, Academia Drive. It's literally about a bunch of scumbag criminals, but you come to love them. <laughs> and like the, sh- the show's kind of based off the Seven Ronin. Okay. Uh, so they all kind of die at the end. Yeah. Um. So it's like each death just kind of hits you harder and harder because like. Well, I mean, that's kind of um. Edge Runners. Yeah. No, Edge Runners is like the Seven Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess that's another character I kind of like too is David and Edge Runners. And I haven't seen it in too many shows. Is he's got a tragic background, but it's not a it really isn't in the grand scope of especially like with some like the themes of cyberpunk, it's not such a tragic background that should have driven him to the basically insane level of an end yeah. that he had. It's yeah. like, yes, your mother died because of criminals. You're not in a financially good spot. That doesn't mean by the spoilers ending that you basically rip all your limbs off, throw yourself in a tank and go toe to toe with the freaking God of the city. <laughs> Just to what? Go attack some corporate building. Yeah. I mean, I understood it by that point. Cause it's like, yeah, they kidnapped your girlfriend. Yeah. But, but it shouldn't have ever got demolished. Yeah. It shouldn't have ever got to that level yeah. when yeah. your girlfriend's like, Hey, maybe we should stop robbing people and go like, I don't know, live in a city. That's not half as insane as this place. And she like, just wanted nah. to go to the moon. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point of like characters of having like a to get caught up. in. They have reasons for what they do, but they're not victims. It's not like they're forced to do it like Batman. He he just chooses to be a vigilante psycho. Yeah, like it's not like parents die sucks. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to go like 
dropping it's not like, bugs off a yeah, building. It's like, like one criminal killed my parents. I am now going to just beat up every criminal well, I see. And that's kind of the way the Edge Runners was. was He's like, I don't want to be poor anymore. Yeah. But then it goes beyond that he's like committing acts of terrorism yeah that's how like breaking bad story is it's like i need i want money for my family that after i die because he has cancer then they'll be set worse and And then it just gets to the point where it's like now i'm in too deep there are people after me and my family i have to kill these people to survive Yeah. yeah and so it's it's stuff like that but partially it's not like Oh, it just kind of whoops. This happened. I got in too deep. It's like you purposefully made yeah. these choices. I, I li- like, you know, that's kind of what I was getting to was like, I like those kind of characters yeah. that's like they get in over their heads mm-hmm. like big time with it. It's not like, for as much as I love the show, it's not like Itadori who's like kind of just rolling with it yeah. As, yeah. as it goes along. Like, things are getting worse and worse and worse. I, I want to think of him as an iconic character because when I hear about the show, I never hear anybody yeah, talk about it. It's Gojo. It's Gojo. It's like everybody else, yeah. But no, I'm just like, that's a case of a character getting wrapped up in situations that were preventable in a way. I mean, he could have walked away from it if he didn't eat the finger. <laughs> Why did he eat the Because he was fighting that frog. Oh, right. No, he was first. about to die. I feel like they're like, and, and realistically, Go, or, uh, Gojo was probably somewhere in the background wouldn't have let it happen. Gojo was a solid 10 seconds away. Something- because here's the thing. Um, Itadori eats the fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Fights the thing. Fight kills the thing. Yeah. And then while well, he's still Sukuna, uh, Gojo shows up and just like, hey, can I talk to the kid for a second? Yeah. And apparently Sakuna lets him. Oh, no. Um, he turns each back. Dory's back. Yeah. And then Gojo's like, hey, can I talk to Sakuna for a second? Yeah. Like, but sure. like, I guess in a way that kind of is circumstances, but it's not like the, hey, you can walk away from this anytime and they just keep going further and further and further. I think the difference, so, and we're to bounce way back to like one of the first ones we mentioned, uh, Light Yagami. Mm-hmm. Besides for him being kind of that arrogant a-hole character. There was no reason there for was him to... no pro- reason for yeah. him to continue. Like, a normal person like, oh, look, a book. And then when the freaking demon walks out of the shop, I was like, oh, frick the book. I think, yeah, one, <laughs> that's probably, probably the best thing about Light is that his family is fine. Yeah. Like he lives in a normal, healthy he family. He is a above his, grade student. His dad is a cop. He's a good student. He's yeah. popular with girls. Like his he is, his dad wasn't even one of those cops who are like constantly in danger. Yeah. They had a boring life. He's basically. like it a, sounds yeah. like what it is is the case of he had everything and didn't appreciate it. Yeah, and it was kind of like that. That I feel like if he was like he was dirt poor and homeless and all this stuff. It wouldn't have hit as hard as just like light is just like evil. And it just kind of shows like the the um, potential that everyone has to just do horrible yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives it also gives the perspective of if you were given the death note, what would you do with it? And if he was like a homeless person that's like, you know, down on his luck and everything and his whole family was murdered or whatever. Yeah. Like then it's like, oh, well, in that circumstance, I don't know what it would be like. But he just has like a normal family, which a lot of people can relate to, even if it's not as good as his family, like just having a decent way to grow up. 
he then he still is just like he sees all the horrible things in the world all the criminals and wars and everything and just gets really like bad look on life mm -hmm. and then just figures well this world would be better without those people and then just becomes a mass serial killer which Thanos with a notebook yeah which turns into like he kind of gets more extreme a little bit too as he's like i'm willing to kill anyone yeah there's even a threatening point, me like yeah there's even a point where he goes beyond the point where he could just stop yeah like there like there's a there's a point where like it, the world knows about akira and like people are like worshiping him and stuff but there's even at that point like right before everything goes really bad like when he's just killing people in prison mm -hmm. he could have stopped yeah he could have been like okay this is too much or whatever yeah. obviously never in any way the story could have been warped to stop but like theoretically yeah he could have stopped threw the notebook away and been fine and like he never he still like had his code of not killing people that would like like speak out against him or whatever yeah. but he did give the notebook to a guy who did do that who yeah. killed people like like anyone who was against kira so like he allowed he still allowed like more extreme and extreme things to happen and just well and also like accepted the, the story is about him like lowering his standards for yeah. who was the rotten people in the world because mm -hmm. yeah. at the bottom at the end of it he was basically going to kill every, anybody yeah. that stood against him because mm -hmm. like he thought him of himself as the only righteous yeah. person in the world. So if you're trying to take away my power, then you just die. Yes. Like that the entire task force was peace. evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and that's like, that's any character that enters godlike abilities. Yeah. Like it, that's the whole story trope of cr evil or power is evil and power yeah. corrupts. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Um, the other character type that's a main character that's not used too often and when it is and when it's used well it's really cool is like the silent protagonist like yeah. Mandalorian or Goblin Slayer type of person they I just kind of do their job if they don't break that code that they yeah. put with the character like I liked the first season of Mandalorian for it and then they kind of ruined it it felt like he's still kind of the same like he's not super open but he like part of it is development, I think, where they want him to be less like closed off, stuck in his own yeah, little bubble. That's understandable. But yeah. it, they do sometimes are just like, well, this character needs to be more active. They're going to do all this stuff when it feels out of their character. Yeah, but when they do it well, it is. It's a really good kind of like thing. they did with the show Samurai Jack all through. it, It's like he's a good person mm -hmm. and he helps people and stuff all the time. But doesn't talk much he's closed off you know yeah because yeah. it's like he lost everything mm -hmm. and he he's tra he's a tragic character but he tries to make things better for other people but by like the last season that they did for as cool as it was they kind of threw that all out of the window mm. which kind of sucked you think about because like he's a cool character like john wick is a very uh iconic character but he like barely says anything at all but yeah. like his actions show what kind of person he is and he's yeah, not well, necessarily a good of, person uh, but he's an interesting person don't know if either of you have ever read him but like the hellboy comics mm. yeah it's like big gruff kind of quiet character like he doesn't talk much he's not big on conversation but it's like he gets the job done but he's also like super lovable at yeah. the same time well it's kind of like Okay, let's talk about the the Mandalorian that was before the Mandalorian, Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Like he become a cult icon just yeah. because he was a guy in armor, yeah, and did two things, things in a movie. Yeah, like, I think he had 
maybe 10 words total yeah. between two movies and like they started writing books about him obviously nowadays with disney star wars they have like a series about him and mm-hmm. stuff yep. but he was that he was supposed to be that character that was the bad guy but didn't say anything yeah yep. and i think the main thing about characters like that is most characters you want some interesting backstory or, or something yeah. like to them and with with characters like that, you're, there's usually a ton of mystery around why they're the way that they are. Like they don't, Slayer. They don't act normal. Yeah, yeah, like Goblin Slayer is just, he barely says anything. They're always like, Goblin Slayer is such a weirdo. And he's like, I see. see and just now, like, moves on. Those characters, to me, the best way to do with them is you bait the audience along and never tell. Because the yeah. moment you tell, you lose. it's kind of like this. You take the helmet off the Mandalorian and suddenly he's a boring character. Oh, yeah. I don't know why none of us thought of this. Well, maybe you guys did, but I just thought of it. Freaking um, Spartan 117 Jock. Yeah. The Halo series. Like, if he took his helmet off, he's now a boring character. Exactly. Yeah. You know everything about him. And you know him. what they did in the TV series? Took his helmet off. They took his helmet off. They made him a human being. That had feelings in a face in <laughs> voice lines. It's yeah. fine if you make him a character with a feeling, but it's like you still need that air of mystery. About but here's him. Yeah. the thing. Even in the books where they gave him thoughts and they gave him personality and stuff like that, they still never even like obviously they never hinted. Like, at what they never yeah. hinted that the world around him thought of him as that person. Right. The thing about this thing about John is he is that super soldier that takes on this unimaginable task and he does it without the world really knowing who he really is yeah and that's kind of the tragedy of the spartans no so yeah there's definitely eternally mysterious silent character yeah that has a ton of detail but yet so much more that could be i think one of the best ways to do it is to show a little bit of what made them that way but don't Ex- over explain everything yeah kind of like in mando how it's like you see the, the separate you see the separatists like yeah. destroying his home you see the mandalorians and that's it you yeah. don't have there's not like multiple episodes of him growing up and becoming the mandalorian he is now another like, that would another way you could do it and kind of reveal some of the past and not do too much and some shows used to do this is have a villain that is like a character from the past or yeah. something show up. Well, they kind of do that. And Vash isn't this like faceless character, but they do that with Vash. Yeah, yeah. he's like got Vash, super mysterious past. Yeah, and Vash has that aspect of super mysterious. Like they just see the happy. One way he is a mask character. He is, he's overly yeah. happy. So he hides behind that mask. And then you have Knives, which is trying to kill him. And he. Like that's his past coming to haunt him. Yeah, yeah, Vash is very similar. He's got that same like mystery aspect. The only difference is that he's very vocal and open and but and show, that's his. But helmet. that's also like his his mask. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like physically what he does is more expressive, it's, it's but not, he's still the same kind of character. It's not Bruce Wayne donning a literal mask. I'm like, dude, we know everything that happened. Just stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like go to therapy. Superman can deal with the villains. Just stop. So there was uh like the I listened to the audio Batman audio drama okay. and there's this really cool moment where he admits that he just likes being Batman. He's like I could stop. I'm not really making that much of a difference. But like swinging on my like bat rope thing across the city is just so. But much you know fun. what? He lives in a world where if he did that, just as a rich 
Playboy millionaire. No one would bat an yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, that's kind of how he gets away with being Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like, he is that person that can go buy a bank or a hotel. Like, we were watching the Christian Bale Batman movies. And, like, yeah. this story. Oh, I own the uh, restaurant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, my uh, hot supermodel friends are bathing in the... Uh, <laughs> the foyer oh I, I guess i'll just buy the hotel and i can't tell me what to do like, yeah like that's yeah, not the I, true I batman think, form but it's like i think yeah. that is my favorite is my favorite character type though is the silent helmet or no helmet you don't know a lot about their past yeah i've always liked i've always gone towards those characters more and in a way um even like characters like alucard's kind of like that mm-hmm. like alucard well you know the dracula trope that's all you get you know the dracula trope you know he's a super powerful person but he doesn't really talk to people yeah he's not that one that he's not that main character that interacts with people he says a couple voice lines to people and that's about it you yep. like he is literally just that unstoppable force that his actions reflect what happens in the story yeah i think the main thing that makes that character so that character type so likable is that in the best character moments are always actions that they do not just things that they say or like philosophies that they have so having a character that completely relies on the actions instead of something they could say or a philosophy or idea they could have about something is what makes them so likable because there's a lot of main characters especially in anime that are just like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna accomplish my dreams and it's fine but it's like that's not what's it's not that interesting or whatever it's just them like saying what they want to do but like watching someone do it is way more interesting of like showing it instead of just telling it well it's kind of like um link from yeah legends of zelda like I don't know. Has he ever? I think in comics he said stuff. Yeah, in comics and stuff. Video and manga. Games, as far as I know, he's never talked. Yeah, I don't yeah, think he but, ever like, The talks. only thing that ever, ever changes the story is his actions or the player's yeah. actions. In a way, he is the true form of the player surrogate. Oh, yeah, the that's, same, that's what he was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same thing as like the Lone Wanderer or the Courier from Fallout. Like mm-hmm. They say stuff like you have dialogue choices and stuff like that but, but like, when they did with fallout 4 they took away with that one thing that made you that character yes voice yes <laughs> that was probably the worst decision they've made yeah mm-hmm. the the voice and then probably the dialogue wheel was the worst thing the ever. voice the dialogue wheel and honestly giving your character a family and knowing exactly where they came from like, I would have been fine with it. Just you're sitting in a diner and the bombs drop. Like, it kind of would leave it open for you to decide yeah, who you are. Not, yeah, family, I, I was married with a family. I served in the military. I'm getting the family a thing was yeah. um, interesting, though. The way they did the story. I did like how they. It was, and I understand for the overall, it drove the plot. But yeah. it did get rid of the faceless figure. It was a far cry away from my dad abandoned me in this vault and now i yeah. must go fight because anyone could be that yeah. yeah anyone could be the i was just delivering a letter and i got capped yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone can be from like number one of oh we picked you out of all of us to go you get- are the chosen one. Yeah. yeah you're the chosen one or whatever the second game was i don't even remember oh uh, the uh, that was actually or you're so, following in the trail of your so here's the thing the second one's actually the chosen one yeah uh he goes through this trial to become the chosen one to follow after 
the Lone Wanderer. Who was the first? Which game. is the first one? The first one was literally our pumps failing. Go get the part. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh, our vault's about to die. Uh, I guess Frank's grabbing it. Like, go out, Frank. <laughs> yeah. Hope you don't die. Mm-hmm. And I guess in a way, in Fallout Four, I guess it could be anyone could be that person with a family. But it's like your kid was named, your wife was named. They named them. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of just this is your kid, this is your wife. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I mean, I guess they did do that in uh, three, didn't they, with the dad? Or do you never know his name? I, don't I think know. you get his first name. I think you get his first name. But, like, you don't get a last name. You don't know who your mom is. Like, yeah. yeah. It leaves everything vague enough yeah. that anyone could have been that character. Yeah. Um, I guess one remaining, kind of change it a little bit, one remaining um, character type that I always find interesting is either well done or really badly done. And I'll use, say, Anakin Skywalker as like the thing, the chosen one character type. Yeah. The character type that they always seem to be following the right path just because of these cosmic circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Anakin Skywalker is one of them, although they do flip it on its head like him. Or take any Elder Scrolls main character. Oh, you're supposed to save the world. Like, heck, I'm going to go steal your cheese. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it it opens for that. It's like, you can follow the straight and narrow and be the good guy, or suddenly it's like, you know, I feel like murdering today. Yeah. Well, it's like even um, say Frodo from Lord of the yeah. Rings. Yeah. He's the chosen one character. But he. But he's has not failing moments. But he's not like the chosen one from prophecy. Yeah. He's, he's the one that grabbed the ring. It's the one that ended up with it. Yeah. Kind of got screwed with it. Like that type of character, and I'm trying to for the life of me, I'm trying to pick an anime or think of an anime that's like that off the top of my head i'm just failing miserably i don't know if that is a type that's in it's not really a type in anime now at, at least the I know. some some of them like, there's obviously there's gotta be a chosen one type oh let me see I'm going through like my one file. punch man <laughs> kind of because it's like he's the most powerful he doesn't want to do it and he still gets stuck in the story, a lot of times in around the anime yeah. they'll have like hunter hunter has gone whose father is like an extremely powerful amazing person yeah like, they'll do stuff like that where i mean aaron and attack on titan was kind of like a chosen one sure yeah he was kind of like the way the history re- recycles and, he and most of it it's kind of like you get stuck with your role yeah it's not like but that's always to me. It's always been interesting because there's a myriad of different character attributes with the chosen one, mm-hmm. and you can either have like the Mary Sue that's not written very well and it's kind of a crappy character, or you can have somebody that's like reluctant, like Frodo. Mm-hmm. It's reluctant, but he has this character that he's going to fulfill this task. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's as his far, struggle through it. As far as like characters when they are the chosen ones, the ones that I like. Are not the Mary Sue's, but the characters that eventually do become good at everything. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, this is the chosen one, and we're all going to die yeah. if it's this is like who we have to rely on. Living up to your potential kind yeah. of thing. I guess it's mostly a superhero thing. It like is. You a become the, the chosen one because you got bit by the spider yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So but every challenge you meet is going to knock you right back to the start, and then you can yeah. try all over yeah. again. Yeah. Like, Luke is a good. um chosen one character yep, like Luke he's is a good one he's the chosen one but then like his arc is interesting because it doesn't end with him defeating the emperor it ends with him giving up then which is like you get characters that they're chosen one for the because of the story demands it but outwardly in the story they are not 
take characters like the original like Conan the Barbarian movies. The reason I say that is because you have all these villains that are like, no one has ever been able to stop me. Blop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the second movie has to go save this girl. And it's like they inadvertently at the end, there's like this demon god summon that can't be killed by anything. So he's the one, like the one person that killed. The yeah. Thing. Right. <laughs> I like those two where it's like, they're just kind of in the circumstance, yeah. but there's they still are kind of a sub variant of a chosen one because they are the only ones that can get the job done. Right. Yeah. A lot of anime have the like you get the power of the chosen one. Like I know uh, uh, My Hero Academia. He gets yep. like yeah. the, the best. He is power the chosen one. Like he is the number. He is the successor to the number one hero. Yeah. So he has that weight on his shoulders. Luffy has something like that later in the series that I don't totally know about. But his like devil fruits like a special one. Of there's, course. There's a lot of characters that they they get like the special like thing. Well, kind of like Tandro. Yeah. Like Tandro, like and at like, first we think we're just following him to save his sister. Did you watch the third season all of it? Yeah. Okay, so then uh Nezuko is also like a chosen Yo, one. Nezuko is a chosen one. Like she was turned into a I guess spoilers for I'm Ramaka. fine. I okay. don't plan on I, you dropped it. it season two. So, yeah. Um but like Nezuko was made into a demon because some she was like the one that um he was Let's... trying. He was basically making a ton of demons, hoping for one of them to be immune to sunlight. So then, when that happened, he could like figure it out and inherit the gene or whatever yeah. and become immune to sunlight because it's his only weakness. Oh, okay. So he did that to Nezuko, and then, and then she got hit by sunlight and was fine. And so then he's like, "Oh, this is finally this is the yeah. person I can." And that's where season three ends. Do my thing. Like yeah. we're. Pretty sure we're going to the final arcs, probably season Nezuko four. Just be like, after all those years in the freaking box. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, Muzan's uh, backstory is kind of weird. Wild. Yeah. He's just like a dude that took medicine. Or was um. <laughs> That'll do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> he found um, the white powder and was never the same yeah. again. Steinsgate. Yeah. That's Steinsgate. Steinsgate. Kind of He's also kind character. of the chosen yeah, one. Yeah. Like. He's the one that's gonna mess up the time stream. Yeah. Well, it's that's a time manipulation type thing, but like in a way, he was always meant to do what he does. Yeah. So cause Pyrolis to set up multiple monitors and watch the show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Made Pyrolis go insane. That that was his goal. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean insane. Just have it like delved into that whole rabbit hole and realized that you can just set this whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> But no, like he like his actions kind of made him the chosen one. Yeah. 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 Because he became the center point. He became of, the yes. one that discovered time travel, which made him the for the life chosen of me. One. I can't remember his freaking name. Okabe. Okabe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's basically. Yes. Anyways, I think we can move on. Speaking of characters that are chosen. Pikachu, I choose you. Oh, you want to do nerd dump? Nerd dump time. Nerd dump. Loki is the ending of Loki, because I mentioned Loki earlier in this story, which is his, like, the the thing where it ruined, it blew up and all the time. Anyways, what happens is you find out, the major spoilers for Loki, but you find out that the loom thing. The loom, yeah. That has all the time, like, go through it. 
that when when it gets overwhelmed because the whole like part of the second season was that that thing was overwhelming and it was going to blow up sure after it blows up it goes on a failsafe mode and it purges the extra timelines by itself like they don't have people to purge it the it unravels those timelines. Oh, so, so it's literally just going to kill a bunch of people. So it still does the same thing. So he, Loki ends up like he was time slipping through all kinds of places. Okay. He ends up learning he can control time through his time slipping thing. So he goes to like universes and it just starts, everything's fine. And then suddenly it all just unravels and it just yeah. dies. So he, uh, so he's like, I have to stop sylvie from killing he who remains who's the guy at the end because it all just ends up bad anyways everything just unravels so he goes through time and repeats things happening over and over sure and he can't get her to stop killing him he's like trying all these different stuff going through different periods of time to change things yeah he tries to like like the they were trying to expand the the ring thing the the loom so that more timelines could go through it okay he does but there's just infinite more timelines so it just still Uh, overheats and blows up okay so he goes through all this time he learns like everything about science like about this stuff from the different characters and things okay and so he's he's going through it over and over and over again in the end he he finds out that the loom is the one that's purging him so he's like i'll just blow up the loom and then the guy's like well if you do that then there's going to be infinite number of me that's going to cause more death than just purging the lines would because there's going to be millions of kangs from all different versions and they're all and they all want to do the same thing yeah it ends up is king just consistent in a goal no matter what timeline he's in yeah king is like really he's like the most powerful person i guess in the timeline in every timeline and the most dangerous and like like whatever so the the idea is that this massive war is going to spawn out because every king i guess and discovers timelines and things so anyways he loki it ends with him destroying the loom and then the line the world lines are still like dying so he just takes them and all their power and like puts life into them and just goes into the timeline i don't know sits on a throne and just has every like time spiral that he like powers or something interesting so he literally just becomes time he becomes like the master of time or whatever he he's he's making sure all the all that makes sense because i was timelines are yeah i kept on seeing clips of him like walking up to like a throne and like him getting like his loki yeah and stuff and then every single like edit clip i would see is they just put the words glorious purpose (laughs) up there i'm just like oh that makes sense yeah because like he's always searching for like a glorious yeah he does kind of become like the lord of time he also can control it because he knows how to time thing too so he can just stop time he can like go back in time he can so is he almost like stuff. just become like omnipotent though? pretty much i guess it, it was kind of sudden he was just finally like i know what i have to do now just grabs all the things powers him up sylvia is like he's given up his given us a chance and then he just kind of like walks off and then they're like huh so now the tva <laughs> is i guess taking i don't know they're purging uh um the dude What's his name? Kang. Kang. They're like going through time, making sure there's no Kangs that are like going to so kill could, everybody. Couldn't you literally just Start go a to war. a timeline, find the Infinity Stones, do the thing with them on a single target, 
See, the problem with the, <laughs> with the time thing is that if you go to a timeline, it branches off on another timeline. Right, because it's a string theory yeah. idea, right? So they literally just become the TKK to kill Kang? <laughs> so pretty much, yeah. They're just like keeping track of the Kangs, which is an interesting thing because I know that Jonathan Majors was arrested for domestic abuse or something. So yeah. they're not sure if he's going to continue as person it sounds like they're moving away from the whole Kang storyline because of that it is so so if they do that they kind of have it set up well where they don't have to because the TVA is like stopping the Kings from as far as taking I know over. they pushed back the Avengers movie which yeah. was supposed to be the I Kang think, dynasty the Kang whatever. dynasty they pushed it back to 2025 mm -hmm. and they're gonna like put um oh what were they putting in there instead I think they were, yeah. I think no, uh, Deadpool 3. They put oh. Deadpool 3 ah. in 2024, and I think that's like one of two shows that are only supposed to air in 2024, hmm. which is like the they least amount of Marvel movies do. in like a single year. Yeah, they definitely need to do less Marvel movies because the like the quality is just garbage right now. But even Deadpool is supposed to like have like multiple timeline things yeah. going on. Uh, too much timeline like crap. days of future yeah. past type of thing in a way though x-men kind of have more to do of time than yeah it would make sense that because yeah. x-men had time it had reality stuff yeah. it had things like that and i know it carried over in the other stuff but it's just getting to be too much it is. i mean it is too much and i feel like it's where Marvel has to go because it's like, where do you go yeah. after you did all the big things? I mean, things, standalone, high-quality films. See, the problem is you <laughs> nah. can't do that in the MCU. It, it will work outside. No, you can. You can have 30 Daredevil movies because they're all different Daredevils. Well, here's the thing. The, the <laughs> MCU movies, because they've been out for almost... Okay. 20 years. Almost 20 years. We're about five years away from... So 15 years, say. Mm -hmm. 15 years this year. They are hitting way faster than the comic books ever did. They're hitting that point where they're like, we have so many characters that there's no way that we can continue with one type of character and have them continue the story. That's why in the comics, you got like in the DC comics, you got Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. And yeah, where um, the writers are like, oh, we got to mop up loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why you have like Kang and stuff in like the Marvel universe. Like, you kind of just have to do that type of stuff when you have that big of a cast, yeah. that yeah. big of a story span. It's like they want to tell a story about Thanos destroying the world, like in the comic book. I'm just talking comics. Mm -hmm. They have to have a different timeline. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I feel like with this has always been a superhero thing of it just gets more and more absurd and it gets more and more complicated and timelines and all that stuff. So like, I well, feel like most stories end once you kill God. Yeah, <laughs> in Marvel and DC is always like, but what if, what if more, there's a more? bigger guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've seen that with like villains and stuff that they've had like uh, lineups and they have like a villain eventually. I think it's in like the uh, um, Doom series, Dr. Doom series or whatever. Oh, yeah. Where it's literally he just kills the void of nothingness. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, well. Problem, ah, crap, I'm the only one left. <laughs> yeah, like, there's literally a timeline where, um, what's his name, Dark Side, like, rules the universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like, 
Well, it's also like they defeat like in DC that they, they defeat Thanos or not Thanos. Whoa, those Thanos stones hit hard. <laughs> they defeated Darkseid, mm-hmm. and they're still there. So it's like they need to make more money. They need to make more stories. So what are they going to do? Have Batman fight Joker again? <laughs> yeah. Or are they going to have Doctor Manhattan leak into the universe? And also now they're fighting a little yeah. god. Yeah. Like, I know. There's definitely. There's been things that have proven it's like once you get to a certain point, it's okay to end it. Wait yeah. that little gap and just restart. Like uh, I feel like what play different on the story. The MCU has to do is just get more and more absurd and just kind of let it go crazy. Yeah. Because the beginning thing of the MCU was like making superheroes not like super out of the realm of possibility. Relatable. It kind of like grounded it. You could kind of believe yeah. that Tony Stark would fly around in a metal suit. Yeah, and that like Captain America was this weird, you know, World War II experiment. Yeah. And he's just strong and stuff, and it kind of fits. And then Thor was an alien with advanced technology. Exactly, yeah. Stuff like that. So it kind of like, it is it starts more base level, but then it gets to the point where it's like Thanos and space, and you have a whole I, Star Wars I, I thing think going on. Yeah. Like one of the things like, that they did is they should have probably had more Avengers movies before Thanos to actually like hit yeah. some of the story arcs that the Avengers had. I feel yeah. like, too. They, they like, could it, do it, more. And that would have been interesting enough that people, like, Avengers always had characters coming and going and yeah. stuff, so it's like, you could even have mundane, not mundane, but like, tone down a little bit villains versus I'm going to purge the entire galaxy and still be interested. I think the biggest problem is is like in real life, and this is like one bad thing, like they have all live action shows. People get old. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is old now. Yeah. That is Um, a problem too. A lot of the characters are they're in like getting in their fifties. And obviously like actors are somehow just like superhumanly like never aged, but still like (laughs) you don't want to be in a CGI suit. Yeah, flipping around and like stuff like that when you're in your 50s. Conspiracy 60s, theory like... they're all already pugs in CGI suits. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is like, <laughs> unfortunately, in real life, you can't, yeah, you, you can't you be have... Batman that stays 30 to 40 you years old have forever. An unending line of Harry Potter movies, exactly yeah. because. The actor's getting old. getting old. He goes from like a 14 year old to a 20 something year old <laughs> yeah. near the end of the movies. Like it goes from Harry, you're a wizard to holy crap, Harry, you're grown up. Get out of school. Harry, you hit puberty. What I'm the frick? Harry <laughs> this is See, that would be, just they're missing an opportunity yeah. to start doing like a young Avengers. Like that's movie. what that's I what think they're moving into with. now, I think. I think what they needed to do is they needed to have character arcs that ended in like relationships that work out because it's always like the superhero thing. Yeah. And then they have kids and then the kids become the heroes. Like then the kids destroy the world. Even in the comics, they don't really do that. Yeah. It's like that. That seems like the most obvious progression of the story. Like you do have like Damien and like the the comic in some of the comics for Batman, like becoming Batman. Like yeah. once he grows up, but and stuff. normally he's just Robin. Yeah, normally he's Robin. Like unless there's certain comic book series where he does become Batman, it's very few, as far as I know. I think yeah. what made the MCU work so well in the beginning too was that it constantly it kept telling a story and yeah. it like kept progressing the plot and it did go through fast all the Avengers stuff, but it was also like every movie felt like it mattered because the character was going to show up in well, the Avengers. And it was going to be a thing. As people that like grew up watching it, it felt good 
Yeah. Didn't it feel good to go to the first Avengers movie? Yeah. yeah You're like, like, cool, I've been watching all these movies. Yeah, they're exactly. all here. Yeah, yeah. there is like the first thing that ever really did this is like, we're going to the movie to watch something that took us years to figure out the yeah, story. They they turned yeah. it into a serialized and it still thing. Kind and it's of cool. felt that way with Endgame. Yeah. We're like, okay, I literally am an adult now going to watch a series that's about to end. Yeah. Quotes. The first like three phases were all like like good like it had things that tied together yeah there were some movies you could miss and it wasn't that big of a deal i think but like one of the things too and i don't know have they changed it do people still remember like thanos wiping out like yes everything yeah. that's actually to kind me, of a story point in a lot of it is the snap to me the, it's like that kind of makes a really severe disconnect from like the world too like Little things oh, like yeah. that. It's like you can have like, yeah, this incident, this monster happened here or whatever. This aliens attack. But it's like when it's like, OK, the whole galaxy knows this thing yeah. happened and we're all going to be scarred with that trauma forever. That is that is a thing that's like built into the world now, but that sometimes they kind of forget about it. Sometimes they remember. Yeah. Part of the problem is that they just it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. It's kind of like where we we just threw together some movies because we make money now. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like there's any plan. There's no purpose there's to no any of the movies. Giant gold it's reach. just, oh, this movie did successful. Here's a sequel. And when you do it just for that reason, it just like falls flat. Yeah. Just dies. You just, they also just keep pumping out cheap garbage. Like they, yeah. they're obviously cheaper. The uh, visual effects and stuff lately have been bad or like sometimes yeah. it's good sometimes it's bad or it just like, like the thing shows I've, it's rush been seeing that people complain about is like in the older movies you know you've seen iron man put on the suit you've seen everyone put like the costumes on so yeah now they're just click yeah <laughs> i know nanite. everything's nanite and yeah. it's so annoying it was cool with black panther because it's like his thing. Yeah. thing yeah but not every character needs it that needs to be that character's thing well it was cool with black it also panther. feels just cheap yeah because like, well he's like super tech right but then it was also cool that iron man like copied it because obviously iron man would do that he sees nanite technology is yeah. like oh well, i need that i yeah. would feel like that would be like the it's like his oh i can't get to my suit backup suit type yeah. thing well, I, as far as I know, that's kind of how it was with yeah. the first Endgame movie. Yeah. One he thing that like, I liked the um, most about the the most recent Spider-Man movie was that it reverted the character back to he doesn't have all these fancy gadgets yeah. and stuff. He's just stuck. He being doesn't have a nobody. Suit. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Deadpool three. Mm. It's probably going to be the last Marvel movie I watch. <laughs> yeah. Unless they pull something out of their hat. Yeah. And it, sucks me back like in. loki was the only thing i've watched recently from marvel that was actually like this feels like it's going somewhere yeah. and it's going to be like it's going to lead up to something interesting like i am technically because i don't know why did i guess i just did it out of the habit i am still technically caught up with the mcu besides for loki and marvels yeah i don't know how i don't know why but i am um, so i would watch loki that's like the only one worth i plan on watching right loki. now uh, mainly because I just I do like the Loki character. Yeah. Even if it is a little bit different. And the whole comic. plot and everything of, of the show is like interesting. Yeah. It's got a good vibe. So much of this stuff just seems I don't know. Loki's kind of like the Andor. It feels like they put yeah. time and effort into it. The only time I'd ever watch Marvels is if I'm really bored on a weekend oh, and I just want to watch it just for content Marvel's for the podcast rough, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about there it. There is a planet in the Marvels where everyone sings. And they can only communicate through singing. No. Why? Yeah. 
Uh. <laughs> so just remember, it was probably in the comic book somewhere. It was. Yes, but that's different. It's like, yeah. Like, it, it translates in a comic. I don't know. Every time I see singing in a comic, I cringe. It feels like they stopped. That's kind of the cringy part. It, yeah. It feels like they stopped taking it seriously. Yeah. They're just like, oh, do something funny and have the characters say stuff. Yeah. Every other word has to be a one liner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much for Nerd Dump. We're kind of running late on time, but I do want to say I, uh, I got the cardboard crack high the other day which was amazing so nice i guess i'll talk about that real quick like i started getting into flesh and blood as you guys know yeah which is a card game like magic the gathering or Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. um opened up an old booster box that was sitting at my local uh game store for like four years <laughs> and cracked a 500 hundred dollar card it's pretty so, epic yeah the car the cardboard crack was nice <laughs> It was actually strong enough that up until today, when I broke out of it, I was going to buy another booster box. (laughs) Thankfully, I uh, rethought that process and realized that doesn't happen every single time you crack a booster box. Yeah. You talk about Weez is worth like $2 million. Yeah, you just keep buying boxes. He has some of the most expensive cards in the game. Not few. Not the really expensive one for Magic, but like recent times expensive cards in the game just because he was at the right time at the right place. Yeah. I think you have great hands. Don't you have a foil one? No, I don't have a foil one. You don't have a foil great hand? I don't don't know anymore, but that used to be really expensive, didn't it? I feel like I had a foil something and I sold it. It was expensive. I don't remember. I could have swore it's a great hand. I don't think I had a foil green. I had a regular He's just pulling black lotus. I'm like, oh, yeah. not another one. No, I did the black lotus. Trish. <laughs> I saw a Pawn Stars like, video of a magic cards. Magic cards. Yeah. And the guy was like, he had this original, like, uh, it was a little sealed, like, deck. It was, like, oh, the somewhat, championship decks? Somewhat uh, random. Yeah. Though. And so he was like, uh, we don't know if this is like a black lotus. It's going to be worth a ton, but otherwise, it could be you know nothing. Kind of it could literally just be alpha. He basics. sold it for like twenty two thousand or something. The guy opens it and gets an ancestral recall, which is worth <sighs> a lot of money, like a hundred thousand dollars, something crazy. What? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Ancestral recall is not a hundred thousand dollars now, is it? Yeah. The, like the power nine is like all in like the the high like like the power nine 50 is to not thousand oh, dollars no they're not yeah. that high now are they yeah yeah well there goes my dream <laughs> the, the power nine is ridiculous i better hurry up on those big uh alpha dual lands before those go up too there's like more. yeah if you look up the alpha dual lands and for most of our anime community that probably is thinking we're speaking spanish those are like high end original resources in the game. Um, they basically you could use them right away and they tap for multiple colors of magic, which is a really good thing. <coughs> as far as I know, the dual lands are in the hundreds. Apparently, the moxes are now in the tens of hundreds. Yeah, there's most places don't even have them in stock, so you can't buy them. But yeah, there there's a lot of very the power nine in the black lotuses and stuff like that unless they're damaged um those are um private trades you can't go to like card kingdom or tcg player and buy a power nine or a black lotus i don't think yeah but you can get a 
Ancestral Recall for 20,000, I guess. Okay, that's what I thought. That seemed a little bit more reasonable than 100,000. Yes. I'm saying reasonable to But like dollars. if you get a a like pristine one, then yeah. the the prices get crazy. Yes. Well, it's like nowadays, like all they have to do is the serialization. Yeah. Like okay. Ah, not to talk too much longer, but when did they start adding the serialized cards? I don't know. Magic? They just did that Because all of a sudden, it's just in March of the Machines, and I'm like, wait a second, when did they start doing this? <laughs> they didn't announce it. It's just like, oh, here's serialized cards. Yeah. Just like, what? That's kind of lame. Like, there's a Ragavan that's $5,000. <laughs> Ragavan's an $80 red one-drop monkey. Yeah. I'm just wondering why they just don't put the money in there. I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's no, crazy. Like You've won one million dollars. Like I'm looking like I'm looking at buying some staples, which are like just must have cards for like some of my commander decks. But... He just staples as cards. No. <laughs> but like even the cards I'm looking at, I think the most expensive one is I'm looking at a forty dollar card. That's like part of an infant combo that just wins me the game. Isn't the sanguineous whatever it is mixed with whatever damages you enough of an infinite thing? No, I'm turning the deck into a combo deck. But isn't the two card win bam enough? No, it's not. <laughs> now I need more two card win bam. So, okay, so the cards I'm getting is I'm getting ad nauseum. Isn't the machete mm -hmm. enough? No, I'm getting ad nauseum, which uh, Weez knows that ad nauseum. Yeah. Is. You basically pay a life, draw a card, and you can do that as many times as you want. Um, Or you lose life equal to, to, its, mana value. to its mana value for each card Big you in commander. And I'm putting it in my Rowan Scion of War deck, which means when I tap my Rowan, I can negate the cost of things by how much life I've lost. Mm. And then I'm also putting in Necropotence. Nice. Which means both those cards are basically two card combos with any of my X spells in there. Mm. So I don't know. I'm powering up the deck so I can make it more CDH. Um. So I can actually win some of my games at my local game store. Because <laughs> some of my local players, or the people that are in my play group, they're pulling out decks with like original dual lands now. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, goodness. Time to pull out some of the nukes. <laughs> We're yeah. having a small arms race. Let's put it that just way. Just sitting over here like, I want to be able to make a house payment. <laughs> and the way I see it is uh, once I get bored, I can just sell the deck and make a house payment. Arena did historic no ban list. Oh, I remember again. that. And they, except they banned um, Channel and like Demonic Tutor because those cards. Channel? They, why do they ban Demonic Tutor? I don't know. I feel like it's probably just too good with turn combos. I feel like it's stuff. redundant to have a no ban list and then add bans they, to it. They I get channel. At first they did a they did no ban list and everyone just played channel or you played counter channel because that's the only way. Yeah, <laughs> the counter channel. Like counter spell is probably the best card in the whole format. Yeah. Just, oh, you have your thing that wins you the game. Counter spell. So they just banned like two cards that were that kind super busted. So there's still some crazy powerful things. There's still like like playing Ragavan, just counter spells and yeah. Ragavan is fun. I watched but, uh, Pleasant Kenobi play. Oh, it was, nice. yeah, it was fun. I made a deck with. I was like, oh yeah, all these cards that were banned. Oh, Oko, Omnath, 
like four mana on Did you just make 2019 Simic Ramp? <laughs> Pretty much, except I took all the cards and put them together because they were never all together because no, they, they got weren't. banned too fast. At least but in standard, yeah. If they were, yeah, in standard, if they were like together that part of standard would have been so absurd. it was so bad you would have had omnath you would have had oko and seeing it in that like it would have been so wild to see it there because they would have tweaked it to perfection and yeah. it would have just been the most absurd deck ever that would have been oh and field of the dead yeah so you can have like scapeshift field of the dead plus oko plus omnath and then i had just some extra turn spells and just kind of yeah. oh and um uh, Uro, that, like, <laughs> that sounds nasty, but nowadays, like in modern, we have scam, scam which is just is disgusting. Stupid. Like I used to think the end of the world was Simic, like yeah. Oko and um and um like now Omnath. it's Rakdos. It's just Rakdos, like turn one four four with double strike, like, yeah. and it just wiped whatever you played, <laughs> yeah. like for free for, for one free, mana for one mana. It does it twice because it comes back. It's so stupid. I hate that they printed, like, I feel like Modern Horizons is a stupid set because it is like the idea of an old set that's like, you can play with all your old cards is cool. And then when they're like, we're specifically printing cards for this specific thing is just kind of lame to me because it doesn't feel like it's interesting. They it just never, feels like they're purposefully making the game act a certain way. They never should have made it just for modern yeah i don't mind the commander masters sets yeah commander i feel like isn't as egregious because it's for it's casual yeah like nobody not i don't mind that some of them complain because you get things commander. like hall breacher and stuff like yeah. that um but like modern horizons was just horrible i think they should just cards, stuck with the reprint sets commander like, cards are fine if they're not super strong like yeah. if they're kind of janky if they're like all your opponents do or like the land that enters untapped if you have more than so many opponents like yeah. that that's more reasonable some well, cards honestly, though it's just, just like this is so good in commander you have to play it and that's kind well of it's like talking about those lands those are just giving an alternative to original duels yeah and that's like a good thing yeah but which is really good other when it's super specifically the game feels cool because it's so broad and you can do whatever you want yeah so when it tells you like this is what you have to do it kind of sucks it does like it, it is always kind of sucky like especially in commander nowadays when you do build a deck mm -hmm. and you're like oh i need soul ring i need arcane signet i need this this you need like yeah. 10 cards just to like say it's good yeah and then also you only have like well with lands you only have like 40 cards you can actually put in mm. the deck that you want to play like it is kind of getting ridiculous sometimes. It's cool but. when they print a card and then someone figures out if you combo this with this, it does something really powerful yeah. instead of them being like, if you combine this and this, it does something really powerful. Yeah. And then it's like collect them both. And then that's that's just lame. Yeah, it is. Anyways, I think that's about it for this podcast today. E it's a really long podcast. Hopefully they like two hour episodes. We'll oh see boy. how that goes. Oh, uh <laughs> I'm the cat just freaked out. We can just away. cut it in half and just have two whole episodes. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I already accidentally cut it in half. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Splitting. We'll just do half. two X and uh, uh, endings. Yeah. Be like, that's all for us. Bye. That's all for us. <laughs> bye. <laughs> well, speaking of that's all for us. Bye. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you liked the podcast. If you did. Please share with a friend, your loved ones, your family. Well, not your loved ones. They might be in mental <laughs> danger if you do. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe your worst enemies. That's yes. a good one. Yeah, worst enemies. Share us with your worst enemies. They 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 deserve that. Maybe. Tie them up in your basement and force them to listen to this. Yep. Um, Be great. Give them a padded room at least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides for that, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.